0: is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. America's Supreme Court ruled that universities' consideration of race in emissions, an approach known as affirmative action that gives a leg up to Black, Hispanic and Native American applicants, is unconstitutional. In a 6-3 decision, the court's conservative justices sided with plaintiffs who had argued that such policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina discriminate against whites and Asians. Until now, universities could not set quotas, but could consider race as a factor to attain a diverse student body. The French police officer who shot and killed a teenager, sparking mass demonstrations, was arrested and charged with voluntary homicide. President Emmanuel Macron renewed his call for calm as thousands marched through Nanterre, a Paris suburb. Before, in a second night of rioting, police arrested 180 people. Cars were set alight, shops ransacked and town halls attacked across France. American officials reportedly believed that Sergei Surovkin, a Russian general, was detained by Russian authorities over his links to Yevgeny Prigozhin. Mr. Sorovkin has not been heard from since the weekend. Western intelligence suggested that he knew of Mr. Prigozhin's mutiny plans in advance. Before a demotion in January, Mr. Sorovkin led Russia's forces in Ukraine and embraced the Wagner Group's involvement. A British court ruled that the government's plan to remove asylum seekers to Rwanda was unlawful. The judges said that Rwanda was not a safe third country, as there was a danger that Rwandan officials would deport asylum seekers back to the countries from which they were fleeing. Rishi Sunak, Britain's Prime Minister, has championed the Rwandan deal as a way of deterring migrants from crossing the English Channel. German inflation quickened to an annualised rate of 6.8% in June, a 0.5 percentage point increase compared with a month earlier. Meanwhile, Spanish inflation rose by only 1.6% year-on-year, below the ECB's 2% target for the first time in over two years. Earlier, the heads of the central banks of America, Britain and Europe warned that they would keep hiking interest rates. Audi's boss was booted amid concerns that the luxury mark risks falling further behind BMW and Mercedes-Benz in electrification and software. In September, Marcus Dusman will be replaced by Gernot Dolner, another executive of Volkswagen, owner of Audi. Audi's new electric SUV, the Q6 e-tron, has been repeatedly delayed and is now due to go on sale by year's end. Astronomers detected new, ultra-low-frequency gravitational waves that could offer insight into the universe's earliest history. Originally predicted by Albert Einstein in 1916, scientists first directly observed gravitational waves in 2015. The source of these new low-frequency waves is most likely to be pairs of supermassive black holes, each with a mass millions of times that of the Sun merging together. Correction, June the 29th, Tuesday's edition of Espresso suggested that South Carolina's state house is in Charleston, the state's capital is Columbia, sorry, and figure of the day, $59,000, the cost of a year in prison per inmate to the British state, more than a pricey boarding school.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Pakistan's efforts to access IMF funds Pakistan is facing yet another balance-of-payments crisis. The country has $3.5 billion worth of foreign exchange reserves, barely enough for one month of imports. It also needs some $22 billion to service foreign debt. In May, its currency plunged to a record low against the dollar. In 2019, the IMF agreed to a $6.5 billion bailout package, of which $3.9 billion has been dispersed. But since November, the fund has stalled a payment of $1.1 billion. Pakistan has until Friday to convince the IMF to release the money before the deal expires. To contain the fiscal deficit, as demanded by the IMF, earlier this month Pakistan announced spending cuts and tax increases. To tackle inflation, which reached an annual rate of nearly 38% in May, on Monday the central bank hiked interest rates by a percentage point to 22%. On Wednesday, Pakistan's Prime Minister, Shabazz Sharif, said he hoped to reach an agreement with the IMF. Without the money, his country is at risk of a default. A Guide to Munitions in Ukraine On Friday, the fourth edition of the Most Comprehensive Guide to ordnance in Ukraine will be published by Ukrainian security agencies and Bomb Techs Without Borders, an American charity. The previous edition of Basic Identification of Ammunition in Ukraine and 692-page illustrated PDF released three months ago is already out of date. The new edition is even longer. Editions include Chinese and Iranian mortars, Russian cluster munitions, novel booby traps, and modified grenades dropped by drones. With English and Ukrainian versions and color coding to highlight dangers like magnetic fuses triggered by approaching metal, the manual will help protect bomb squads, soldiers, and civilians. Western engineering secrets and disposal techniques. Are left out. The latter could tempt the untrained, farmers eager to harvest, say, to improvise diffusals. The editor's work will continue. Clandestine workshops in Ukraine are now 3D printing in plastic, bombshells to be filled with explosives and shrapnel. These new drone-dropped candy bombs will debut in the handbook's fifth edition, due late this summer. Hollywood Actors Poised to Strike Fran Drescher, who played Fran Fine, the lovable lead of The Nanny, a 90s sitcom, has a new starring role. She is the president of the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, a union with 160,000 members, including actors. Miss Drescher is helping to negotiate SAG-AFTRA's next contract with Hollywood producers, If the sides cannot reach a deal by Friday, when the current contract expires, its members will join writers on strike. The union wants performers to be paid more when a show they appear in is rebroadcast. It also wants assurances that AI will not be used to simulate performers. A different strike by the Writers Guild of America, which began in May, has halted nearly all production in Los Angeles, though filming can continue abroad. An actor's strike would shut down all filming for American companies. Miss Drescher seems ready to strike if needed. As Fran Fine once said, Never, ever, ever cross a picket line. The New King of American Beer That popping sound you hear this summer is not just that of beer caps flying off. It is the sound of Constellation Brand's share price since Cinco de Mayo, the Mexican Day of Celebration. On May 5th, traditionally a big drinking day in America, it started to become clear that Modelo Especial, an import from Mexico, had dethroned Bud Light for 22 years the king of American beers. In Constellation's first quarter earnings released on Friday, Modelo will be the main topic of conversation. That is partly because beer sales make up a majority of Constellation's earnings. It is also because Modelo's success will shed light on how enduring the backlash is against Abinev's Bud Light, which has suffered from an informal boycott after its makers used Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender influencer, to help promote the brew. Modelo's rise partly reflects the growing influence on American tastes of the increasingly numerous, and economically prosperous Latino community. Salute to that. Indiana Jones's Last Crusade Snakes. Indiana Jones hates them. And Nazis. But he runs into both in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth and final outing for the whip-cracking archaeologist released on Friday in American. Played again by Harrison Ford, now 80, Indy battles a renegade Nazi physicist in a story set in 1969. The snakes take the form of giant eels that ambush him on a dive for a prized artifact. His sidekick this time is his Louche goddaughter, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, star of Fleabag. She calls him an aging grave robber, but fans should not worry about Indy revisionism. Many of the best motifs return including a rickety rope bridge and giant creepy crawlies. The result is a much better film than the justly derided Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 2008, and a fitting finale to a franchise that began in 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quiz Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Friday Which U.S. state shares a border with both Ontario and Quebec? Thursday which 1955 Disney film features two dogs sharing a bowl of spaghetti. The winners of last week's crossword. Thank you to everyone who took part in our weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The winners, chosen at random, were Annie Tsai, Taichung, Taiwan Glennis Schofield, Sheffield, Britain Heather Rowland charlottesville virginia america they all gave the correct answers of propagandist prison graft and tehran check back tomorrow for this week's crossword finally here's the quote of the day from george sand the truth is too simple one must always get there by a complicated route